0: I'm 40 years old and I'm living like a monk.
1: You were really rude.
0: Maybe everybody thinks I'm just a gloomy Gus. I will never paint again. Leave when you love it. Squashed me
1: completely.
0: That's not who I am. That's who I have to be.
1: My first gut reaction was
2: rejection.
0: Everything I've tried, I've just tried because I've had the guts to try.
2: Hello and welcome to the Live, Work, Love podcast. This is Jeff and Coral. We are a creative couple living on the central coast of California, exploring life, work, and love. In this episode, we interview our good friends, Neil and Catherine, who are a creative couple making it work. We discuss why they left their communal living situation, quitting the art world, dealing with rejection, and why Neil is not a firefighter. This is our first interview on Live, Work, Love, so we hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions or comments, please send us a direct message on our Instagram, which is at Viva Paso, And be sure to check out Neil's artwork on his Instagram, which is... At Neil Breton Art, should we dive into this? Yeah, go. How did you guys meet?
1: I walked into Neil's art supply store to buy my artist mother a gift, and thought he was cute. He had this really awesome collection of anarchist books.
0: Oh, that's right! (laughs) I forgot about the Anarchy Library. Yeah, the only one in Slo. That was awesome. Ever?
1: Yeah, I was too shy to say anything to you, but you had a flyer on your register. It was like, do you want to live in a cooperative house? So I just noticed the email address and applied to the house. Then we were roommates. That's how we met.
0: I mean, I I ignored her for a month (laughs) or more. more. Really? Probably more than a month. So were you going into the store a lot just to see him? No, just the once. No, just the once, and then she got into the house and then started bothering me.
1: (laughs) Harass you in the
0: kitchen. Yeah, I love that. I thought she wanted. I thought she just liked when boys paid attention to her, and there were plenty of boys at the house paying attention to her. So I'd be damned if I was gonna be another one of them. So I just kind of ignored her until I realized that she actually liked me. I was stupid. I had no game. That's awesome. That's a good game. That is, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, not being
2: interested is the best game because there's something to fight for. Yeah, that's true.
3: So how long yeah. have you guys been together now? It was 2012. It
1: was
2: four years.
3: It was kind of a stalker move to email.
1: <laughs> no. I didn't get it. I didn't know he was going to live there. <laughs> it was a serious plus.
3: That's really
2: funny. That's so
0: funny. I don't think I was voting at the time. I was boycotting the house and its activities.
1: You were really rude when I came to interview. No. Yeah, you were.
0: Wait a minute. Wait, I wasn't rude. I was confrontational because there is a lot of confrontation to be had and a co-op. So I wanted to ask you if all the hippie crystals and things that you liked, (laughs) if somebody was going to get on your case about it, Mm -hmm. how would you react? Mm -hmm. So I guess that was kind of being a jerk. So you're kind of right. You're just
1: being yourself, I guess. (laughs) (laughs)
2: There
0: it is, folks.
3: And you still liked him after that? Yeah, I probably liked you more. (laughs)
1: I'm neurotic.
0: <laughs> more masochistic,
1: yeah. yeah,
2: there's no false pretenses it's not like somebody trying to impress you yeah to
0: yeah, quite the opposite to get you, yeah, okay, was, so
3: at what point did it go from roommates to realizing that you liked each other? I think I had made myself some tacos
1: and I couldn't finish them, and he came into the kitchen and he like leaned on my leg. <laughs> and ate the rest of my tacos. And I was like, oh, this is intimacy.
0: Flirtatious, <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: And then the rest is kind of a blur.
0: I think once I realized that you liked me for more than just wanting to want just another person to pay attention to you, I think I started taking it a lot more seriously. What you made start- you
3: realize
0: that? She started spending quality time and asking really interesting questions. <laughs> Wanted to know more about who I was other than the superficial. I feel often that I play a character <laughs> you know, like in an art show, you're, you're this person and you're right. turned on and you're engaging, And but that's not who I am. That's who I have to be. Right. And I felt, at that house, oftentimes I was a person I had to be, and maybe not a person that I wanted to be even at times. Once I realized that she was a total legit babe, <laughs> <laughs> that I, I wanted to spend more time.
2: When people ask me about you sometimes, I think you've heard me say this, but I've come up with this phrase where, in America, if you get in trouble for something... You're innocent until proven guilty, but I tell people with Neil, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's like you have to prove yourself.
0: Yeah, you work to get your way up, club. You're right. You work your way up. <laughs> yeah. You're nothing until you until I realize like you're something. That's yeah. so
1: accurate. It yes,
0: yeah. it's true. I, I felt pretty smart. I'm when a I hanging came up with jury. <laughs> I'm a one-man hanging jury.
2: Like, oh yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. It's like yeah, you got to prove yourself first. And you can't get into the circle, mm-hmm. into the Neil Club, unless you prove it.
1: I think I'm fully the opposite and I give everyone the benefit <laughs> of the doubt you do. until they have squashed me completely.
0: And then you're, they're done. You're totally Mother Teresa. I call you that all the time. Yeah.
1: That's how Jeff is. Mother Teresa? Well, you're just yeah. are super loving Forgiving. and nice to yeah. everyone.
2: God, that's nauseating. I know. It's
1: awful. You need the balance.
2: Very yin-yang. That is totally the balance because you kind of hate everybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't hate anyone. I hate some
2: people. You'd prefer to be alone than go mingle. Unless it's this kind of situation. It's yeah. like if it's a small, intimate little gathering, it's awesome. Not a, a big
3: mingler.
2: Yeah, when it's a big gathering and it's a bunch of superficial-
3: Small
1: talk.
2: Small talk, yeah. Like. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Some people thrive on that and you're like, no.
3: No. Not for me. Okay, so what got you guys to the point where you decided you were going to leave that house and go do your own thing somewhere?
0: yeah that's a hard one I had well it was all my fault she had gone to Florida to visit her sister and something went down at the house and I got into a physical altercation with somebody (laughs) (laughs) so that kind of marked the beginning of the end but I was already pretty irritated with the place that was just the horrible cherry on top how
3: many people were you living with
0: the establishment holds 19 people. 19
3: bedrooms. Oh, gosh.
0: It's an amazing place to live, and I grew up a one-person family every time. Like, even when I moved out of my oh, right. my mom's house, I moved in with a girlfriend. So, like, I didn't know what it was like to live with a family. I didn't know anything about that. Right. That place taught me a lot of different things. It tested my patience at times, but it also expanded it. But, you know, it was a really cool place to live. It's a really interesting place. And the history, it means so much to so many different people, thousands of people. Have lived there and it's like a historic house in itself and it's very loved and it's a cool thing until it's not <laughs> until it's not and then you <laughs> there's the breaking so, point yeah you and
1: overstayed your
0: i did and that was one of the pieces of advice from somebody that i did not take that i should have that was living in the house prior to that and that was leave when you love it and then you'll always have those warm memories of that place but if you leave when you hate it I'm in that position right now where I packed my last box and I left and I have not returned. And I do not not value the people that I used to live with or whatever, but I just have never returned and I have no interest in it at all. I guess it's kind of a shame in a way.
1: Yeah, and once you were done with it, I pretty much decided I wasn't gonna stay there without you. So we found our own place and nested, <laughs> yeah.
3: How has your relationship or your dynamic changed going from there into your own space?
1: Made Neil a lot happier so then therefore we're both happier. It was nice. i was I was actually kind of sad to be leaving because I was loving living communally. It's like if you're in a funky mood, you like walk into your kitchen and you've got <laughs> five people to cheer you up right. And- in your own house, that's different. But I think realizing that I could keep my house clean and not have to talk to people if I don't want to. and
2: Not wonder where your cereal disappeared to.
1: Yes. <laughs> We're in our own yeah. zone. We don't feel guilty for just hanging out with each other if that's what we want to do. Whereas at the house, if you're being extremely introverted or not spending community time, people kind of start to give you grief for it.
0: Yeah. So oh, really? It's been good. Yeah. yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, where are you booting? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? I don't see you around anymore. It's those things, and you know yeah. what? As much as I make fun of it, I said those things to those to these people too. You just get caught up in it. But hard it's hard not to. I think it's nice. I, I like it. I'm glad that I did that, but I'm glad that I live somewhere else now. Yeah where I can have peace and solitary if I wanted to. Yeah, no right. rules, and I, I seem no like,
2: obligations to right. participate in the right. events
0: they would do. Exactly, yeah.
3: Okay, so let's establish what you do for a living and what you do for a living.
1: I'm a registered nurse, and I just hit my one-year nurse anniversary. Yeah. It's been crazy. I work nights on a really intense unit in the hospital, oh. and it's been eye-opening year, but I love it and I love the people I work with, and I'm hoping to start delivering babies instead oh of gosh. like ushering life out, which is what we do wow. a uh, lot. Yeah. I wanna start bringing it in, so I'm waiting That'd to be
0: cool. get an offer for labor and delivery. I work in an architecture office as an office monkey, but I think what probably defines me more is my painting, my little paintings. Definitely.
3: How long have you been painting?
0: Twenty years now. It's a long time, I guess, to do anything. You think I'd be better at it? It's a really awesome. <laughs> <part>. <laughs> I think that all the time. Yeah. Like, why like, isn't he? Be- no. <laughs> I should be. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody does. Yeah. Wow. Why isn't he better? No. Why aren't What's, I? What's why? No.
1: You're an expert after ten years, right? Uh, so
0: allegedly. A expert. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. Where's my patch? Double, <laughs> double expert. Yeah. Your ten thousand
2: hour patch. When you open your art supply store. Mm-hmm. You were very productive because you were constantly making artwork while you're sitting there. So that was kind of like living the life of a full-time artist. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. You had a business to run, but you sold art supplies and were painting a lot. It was a day and night thing. And it, I think it still has become that. Work is a necessary evil and, a, and a somewhat of a distraction. But I'd be lying if I didn't say if there's a minute of time that I can be spending not working and drawing, I'd do that. So even at work, even if like, (laughs) so like I'll do my busy work quickly, proficiently, and then I'll little sketchy do. do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been nonstop creative process for me at least.
2: But you've also found a job where you're not doing 40 hours a week there. No. Yeah. So it's almost like two jobs because you are in a lot of art shows and you sell a lot of artwork. Yeah. Just on your own, not through galleries, just, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook. Yeah.
0: The day job is actually like almost a vacation reprieve. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's actually, it's actually like an excuse to not think about that stuff or work yeah. about it. I think that's the, the 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 painting part is way harder and somewhat less rewarding. Really, it, it's a roller coaster. Two months ago, I left the bunker.
2: Let's explain. The bunker is a art it,
0: co-op, yeah, sort of. You it's rent a, a studio
2: it, space and a warehouse. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, makers co-op. So you left the bunker. I left the bunker and moved into my garage, my uh, creation station. (laughs) (laughs) And then I felt sad about it. So you moved into the creation station? I moved into there, and then I was immediately feeling not very creative. Really? I was feeling like I wanted to quit, like I was done. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: You were done. You stated it (laughs) multiple times. I will never paint again.
0: Oh. I'm going to
1: give away all of my... Paint tomorrow, I'm That's gonna destroy true. everything I've ever painted. Wow.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Why? What happened? It's funny because in the bunker towards the end, you weren't happy, yeah, but you were able to be productive in there. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah. then you go to a spot where you should be happy because you don't have to deal with a bunch of people. Yeah. And then no production.
0: I don't know. I think it's complicated. <laughs> I think a lot of it had to do with the feeling of like I have worn out my welcome at a place like the co-op, like the. I think I wore out my welcome at the bunker it's a roller coaster because there are some really great things and then it's like oh you get rejected by the city for like an art box mural and then you get rejected by a gallery or you get snubbed by this that and the other thing and then it just feels like you spiral into this spot of if i wasn't doing this if i was just a regular guy you know watching espn and just had a job (laughs) and ate you know tacos that was all i wanted to do with my life was just then it would be easier my life would be easier, her life would be easier. You know, the, there wouldn't be a, a struggle if I was just really interested in, like, running the T-Mobile kiosk at the mall. <laughs> It'd be, like, an amazing thing.
2: Yeah, but. that's so sad, though, because that's like those people that won't get involved in a relationship because they don't want to get heartbroken. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and then there's the romantics that are like, I, guess. I need to go fall in love, and if I get heartbroken, it's all worth it in the end. What do you think?
3: Well, I feel like you are so optimistic that you don't relate to what he's saying
2: (laughs) because I I think
3: at first when you first hear something like that sounds really dramatic and artists can be dramatic but I also think creativity can be a burden and it can sort of wear you down and it would be easier a lot of times to not have that need to create like what's the point sometimes of having to do something that's not normal and not have a nine-to-five job and not have a guaranteed paycheck every you know two weeks and insurance and whatever comes with it. But yeah, I don't know. I think that I, I get that.
0: I think it's only when I stop and think about those things is yeah. when I think why, why. It's a midlife, almost like a midlife crisis and be like, what am I doing with my life?
2: Yeah, You totally.
0: know, I'm 40 years old and I'm living like a monk. <laughs> what am I doing? You know, and why is this important like, yeah. to me a in a way? I was. I mean, you know, I don't know. I've never, like I always say, like, I've never been poorer, but I've also never been as creatively abundant, right, as it's been right now. I think if I was still living in L.A., I'd be distracted. I don't know if my work would be where it is. And I know my work wouldn't be where it is without Catherine. She helps in a lot of different ways. Yeah. This is a creative couple situation. Yeah. For sure. She helps out a lot. in So how do
3: you think you, what you've done in terms of your artwork, how has it changed with her being involved
1: since you've been together? Somebody to paint the edges of the house. (laughs) Uh,
0: The production, yeah, okay. You're right. The production side of it is like, I don't want to paint this giant field of blue. Hey, babe. What's up? (laughs) She helps paint. So the process is good like, like that. But it's also good to have somebody who will be deadly honest in a way. She'll critique the work. If I'm trying to get away with stuff, sometimes you get lazy and you're just, you're creating something and you've taken a shortcut somewhere. She'll find that. Call on also, shit. Yeah, she'll definitely call me on my shit or about something stuff. just
1: didn't work, you know, because yeah. you can't always have a good painting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I try to get away with it and she doesn't let me and then I get angry <laughs> because she saw it. But she's then right. Then you thank her in the end. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I change reject
1: it. Reject it and then...
0: I try to give an opposing argument, but I know that she's right. So there's just no point, but I argue just to argue. Oh, that's funny.
1: I think I'm sort of a sounding board too. like when you moved into the garage studio and you were going to give everything away and blah, 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 I'd listen to you and I knew that you weren't going to do those things because you just needed to vent and I didn't worry that time. I think I'd heard you say it before, Yeah, you're not going to stop painting because it's this drive that or drawing at least you're not going to stop creating because it's a really strong drive in you since you were a kid. It's yeah. It's, you're
0: gonna do. it's the only thing that has been consistent in my life ever. It's oh, yeah. just the need and or ability to like create stuff to want to Same create. here. Yeah.
2: Cuz if you stop after a couple months you'll just get super depressed and you'll wonder what's missing from my life and it's like, "Oh, it's that thing that I've been doing forever." Yeah. <laughs> which is drawing yeah, or painting that's true. and I think when I discovered There's this one artist that I found his stuff, and I totally fell in love with it. And I thought, well, if he's doing this, why am I bothering? Because he's so good. Mm -hmm. So I actually stopped probably for three months. And that was the longest I think I've been able to go without making any artwork. But then I came back with a vengeance,
0: (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The only time I've ever stopped is when I was playing in bands. So I was still kind of being creative in a different way. Like I couldn't channel the energy. I couldn't fork it. So I was doing paintings <laughs> and, and music. I was either going to be wildly mediocre in one or wildly mediocre in the <laughs> other.
3: <laughs> so how did you respond when he gets discouraged and decides he's going to quit painting? Do you respond to that or do you just wait it out? Initially,
1: I'm like, oh, I hate seeing him upset, but... I just know that it's like a storm that's gonna pass right. because I've, I've seen him go through it before, and like you're saying, it can be like a burden to create or to need to. And really, I just the thought of Neil not doing work and you know making paintings—it's so sad to me that I just mm-hmm. I knew I guess I know to you're me. not gonna stop.
2: <laughs> it's not that sad to me. That's so nice because it's you're really sympathetic to it instead of just being like you're full of shit and not.
1: It's annoying.
2: Okay, there we go. <laughs> but that's what I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> it's annoying, but I feel for him for like a day or two. And then if the moping
2: you're like, Get extends
1: over it. beyond that, it's like, all right, whatever. But I think I knew it was going to pass. And also, I, I think I just kind of was encouraging you to not always have to create a product that's going to sell. It's like if you're hitting a, a, like a writer's block or a painter's block, then just go play with color or like go do a bunch of sketches or just go paint stuff that no one ever has to see that you can paint over because you can't always make like a writer can't always write something worth reading they got to tear pages out and throw them away
2: like go do some live sketching go sit in a park and draw trees or whatever
0: yeah maybe that's what my sketchbook is for but if i'm laying down paint it's serious pants time yeah that's it everything is for sale I think it's hard, maybe on a, from a slightly from an outsider view, like painting should bring joy. But this is this is like taking out the garbage, man. This is like <laughs> you you do this. This is the thing you do, and yeah. you do it. It's not always about joy for me, <laughs> and it or I, well, yeah. Actually, sometimes I get really stoked. It's probably when I'm at my happiest that nobody sees it, or, yeah. or maybe everybody thinks I'm just a gloomy Gus. But I get really excited and happy when I nailed some colors down or nailed a composition down. Yeah, like I'm. I feel rich. Then I feel like I've got money in my pocket once I paint something that I think is awesome. Yeah, that's a great feeling. So I keep wanting to do that. The the addiction is still there. I can't just paint, just a paint. It's not an expression session. <laughs> <laughs> got all these cool catchphrases. Yeah, I love it. Yeah.
1: But I think it's normal to have periods where you're kind of creatively stagnant, right? And you come out of it, but you gotta
2: keep.
0: Yeah, I think so. I fight through it so much though. I don't
2: know. If you take it as a job though, then you kind of have to force yourself to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if say somebody commissions you to do something, whether you're inspired or not, you have to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's times where I'd rather just sit down and watch Netflix, but I got an hour to, I could paint something that I could make money with, and the sole purpose isn't to make money, I mean, I like, to make the artwork, but on the other hand, you have bills to pay. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: like the best of both worlds there. You make something that you like, and then somebody pays you for it. Yeah. I mean, what could possibly be better than that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe saving somebody's life. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> there's a lot more to my job than saving yeah. <laughs> lives, though.
0: Are you talking about poop cleanup? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's switch gears a little. This is an art-based question. You do not offer prints or any merchandise, really? That's right. So, what's the reason behind not doing those things?
0: Well, as I previously stated, my work is affordable and... Attainable. Attainable, yeah. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. In my opinion, I think I'm alone here in, in my peers if I think about Josh Talbert or Brett Brown or you or Lena Rushing, you guys all do prints of your work. I feel like it waters the product down. I'm trying to get rid of stuff, I think, as much as I like I'm making stuff because I want this to be a big part of my life. Maybe the number, not the amount of money that I make is important, but like the amount of paintings that I'm pushing out. And after 20 years, it's been like hundreds and hundreds oh, yeah. of paintings, which to me feels better than like thinking about like whether or not I have any of that money left or if I ever have any money so I think the numbers game for me is about pushing it out and considering that I've been lucky enough to be creative consistently now without any like real creative block that last months or years or whatever there's no point to make a print my work is accessible as it is I think and I try to make my work for the first time buyer for the people that are like who have never bought original art oh, before right. those are the people I'm the most stoked about and willing to give a deal and willing to give something affordably so what if somebody loves a big five foot square painting that
2: you do that's oh, yeah. priced at two grand and they're like that's yeah. way out of but they love it hmm. would you make a special print just for them for a hundred bucks something no. they can afford
0: like an eight inch square <laughs> no, no. Okay, will what? I will paint for something now. for you yeah absolutely oh, I I'll, so I will they paint can something... commission you to yeah, do it's not like one. it's not like no get out of my face it's not like no I hate you it's well, like let's mean, work but... this out it's, it's more like, yeah, let me, let me get you something that hasn't been done before. Because right. I also, I want to hold that, if I hold anything to my customers where, where my price might be wavy gravy, at least they know they won't see that image anywhere else. It's unique oh, right. to them in, in itself. This is the piece. This is the statement I made on moving on to the next idea and the next right. thing and the next thing. So.
2: so, Catherine what's your opinion on him not offering merchandise and prints of work?
1: feel like it would save him a lot of time <laughs> you know and cuz so people bored. so often are like oh that piece i want that piece and he's like oh well i just sold it it's gone it's in a gallery i can't get it for you and that would give you the flexibility maybe to you know time and make more money but i like that you you know you'll work with people and you'll paint whatever they want you'll make a size or take elements of what people want and make them their own specific piece of work.
2: Yeah, that's pretty special.
1: The commission thing has been going really well lately. You've had so many commission pieces. It's an ebb and flow, you know.
0: yeah. Luckily it's when it rains it pours. I'm yeah. Right. right now I've got a lot of work I'm lucky. That's but good. yeah, I'll regret not having prints somewhere or something <laughs> maybe at some point, but I, I don't know. I don't I don't care right now.
2: Well I know that we when we shared a studio we made prints
0: yeah, your work for a while. You so well Yeah, You definitely, you, you you have influenced me a lot in a lot of different ways. I think in, in a lot of really great ways. Think about the way you've, the way you handle your business. And if I ever hear anybody like throwing shade on you, it's always like, well, he's been an artist for more than 10 years and hasn't needed a day job. What have you been doing? Right. You, you're working some schmo job and you're doing your art so it's mostly artists because they're all catty <laughs> right that's usually the only people who would throw shade on other people <laughs> it's, yeah it's it, within every industry right i think it's just yeah. the way it goes hair hairstylists tattoo artists they're all like i hate those guys it's like why well, are nice guys is what that kind you know? of based in jealousy you think yes i think so i mean what else could it be <laughs> all right what else
2: do we have here don't ask me my own question I reached out on social media to get questions, and you were the only person that responded. <laughs> what? Yeah. And the question is, is it better to be rejected or ignored? So I'll, may, I'll answer since I you I think everybody me can answer
0: this, because <laughs> this is a universal question. I oh, mean, that's Specifically is. to art, but it's also everything else. You go, you go first, Coral.
3: Oh, I'm going to say 100% better to be ignored.
0: Wow. True introvert answer. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Just leave me alone. <laughs> but you put something out there into the abyss and then wrote you back.
3: I'd much rather
2: just...
0: Not know? Yeah. Why they hate you? Mm. Wow, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Should we go in a she... circle here? Yeah, now it changes my answer for me. Really. Alright.
2: <laughs> I would say it's better to be rejected. I don't mind being re- It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I guess I have the attitude of I would rather know than not know. There's some security in that for me.
1: My first gut reaction was rejection which is funny because I am an introvert and anything <laughs> that I do creatively I do not like to share so maybe I know it's good to put yourself out there if you want to do something creative because kind of what's the point otherwise it's nice to make something and maybe we like to do that for ourselves right. and that's the whole point but I love seeing what Neil does I think I kind of envy that he's so brave and it can is just brave. put yeah. it out there whereas I'm like
0: terrified
1: of the response, you
0: know? Yeah, if anything, the only thing I've got is guts. (laughs) Because you're a better artist than I am. That's not. It's true. true. You can draw... Here's the thing. I feel like you have an innate ability. I don't know what my calling was, but I've missed it. (laughs) But, (laughs) completely and utterly. But I've worked hard, and I think that that was... it's somewhat rewarded because of my hard work and my somewhat brevity in this field particularly has given me some success but I don't I don't feel like it's I think it's just all stuff you can learn you can learn how to like dribble a basketball you can draw it really it really is yeah if you put in the time yeah I just need the desire to do it Catherine is innately talented either because her mom she had a good upbringing nobody's an artist in my family nobody there's firemen shoe salesmen office workers yeah I think I have, there's one architect maybe now? I don't know. It's creative. Yeah, my mom's dad painted, but it was after he was an electrical engineer for GE. Like, he (laughs) was painting as a retiree. He should have started young. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, but there was no art in my family, so it was an uphill battle. Who knows why I picked what I picked, but... Do you
3: think that growing up in a creative household sort of made you more attracted to a creative person?
1: I think definitely it helped me just kind of understand his drive and his need to create and appreciate what he was doing, and it probably also made me go in a different direction, like I'm the only person in healthcare, like a scientific field in my family, because the rest of them are pretty creative, so. Yeah, you
0: have a pretty awesome family. Her her dad was a journalist, TV newscaster in Indiana.
1: He's a writer. And he's a writer. That's his creative drive. My mom and sister both paint, and so it feels really familiar, I think. To be with someone who creates.
2: I think that you're a pretty awesome artist. Coral won art contests as a child but then when we met it's like oh he's the one that does art so now she doesn't do it as much as oh, you did yeah, before no. we met.
3: In every previous relationship I was the artist and I never had been involved with anyone in an art field because I was that part of the relationship and So, and I feel like you do need the balance, and I think that once we got together, I sort of put that aside and decided, oh, I'll be the straight-laced one and you'll be the artist. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) That makes me so sad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's been really hard to get used to the dynamic, too, because I feel like I sort of buried something when we got together.
2: Yeah, that's not good.
3: No, but... It works for But us. it
0: still comes out sometimes. I think it yeah. does. Sometimes you just I can't resist. it comes out quite a bit. If you come to the store, it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's aesthetically pleasing in so many different ways. I know that's mostly you, because <laughs> Jeff's just so lazy. All her. Lazy <laughs> jerk. Yeah. yeah so, like This store is a giant right.
2: canvas, and she just gets to play
0: yeah. every day. That's kind of true. It is I yeah, think it's this, like
1: walking into your creation, really. Yeah. think you. you can interact with it. It's awesome.
0: The minute the store was open and we came in, I think I just wanted everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to buy everything. I was like, yes, I'll just live here. Yeah.
3: What is the best and worst aspect of what you do?
0: I think there's a feeling of completeness and joy when I am creating something that I like. It's obviously under a certain set of circumstances. It can't be like commission work or whatever. I don't feel awesome when I'm making a spreadsheet, you know? <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of really heavy heavy things going on in my life and I feel like I can be really ugly on the inside sometimes. So like when I'm able to express the good things about life like in beauty and color and things like that, I think that that's when I feel I'm the most balanced. And I think that's probably the best part of it and that's also probably the hardest part is like dealing with that rejection or whatever it's a personal thing even though my work looks like whatever it looks like maybe it's it's just aesthetically pleasing it's an aesthetic thing but it also just it means something to me so much so when it doesn't go over as well as it does that's when it's the worst that's when you crash that's when you feel like you're you gonna sh- give it up yeah you should be the guy just like working the mid-shift at hardy's <laughs> that's when it's just like it feels like life would be easy so when you're talking about rejection, do you
2: mean you submit work to an art gallery and they say, no, not this time? Or do you make a painting yeah. that you're in love with and you put it online and nobody buys it right away?
0: Both. I think I'm extremely neurotic about online. Like if something gets a hundred likes on Instagram for me, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, that means totally. I'm doing something right. And then if it just gets 50 then I'm like, oh, this is. Not I'm going to paint great. over that one. Yeah, I'm going to paint over that one. Definitely <laughs> paint over that one. Or, or- that
1: drives me crazy. Like, if you put a piece in a show, one show, and maybe the show didn't get publicized well, and so a lot of people haven't had a chance to see it, and I think it's a strong piece, you'll judge it based off of one show that maybe. Mm-hmm. S- Someone else didn't publicize. It's not even on you, and then you want to destroy something.
0: I'm yeah, like,
2: I, wait a second. Well, yeah, I
0: let's, guess let's talk a about chance. painting. Over I guess paintings. that's what's really awesome about being an artist, too, is that I control that world. You know, you were both mad at me today for painting over those little planty. Oh yeah, I love that painting. That me too. Plant- it was that so painting. intricate
2: compared to other stuff you're doing right now. You're
0: right, and it was fun while it lasted. It was fine and then now it's gone, and I'm glad that it's gone, and you guys can be mad all you want, why, but why frankly, mean- I don't give a shit. That's the thing. <laughs> I guess that's the thing about it. I, I, I made it, so I, I brought you into this world, and I'll take you out. That's it. That's the way it works. I think Bill Cosby How said that. How did you
1: deem that one a failure? What was the criteria? What
0: I think it? I just sat too long, and I feel like it looked weird. It just looked weird. Because okay. it's different.
2: See, I have this thing where No. Sometimes I'll do a painting, and I feel like it creeped in before it should have, like mm-hmm. on my natural evolution. It's like, how come that one's so good? And then yeah. you have to catch up to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that painting mm-hmm. was totally different than what you're
0: working on right now. Yeah. Like it creeped in somehow. Mm-hmm.
3: I think those are segue pieces that move you into another. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go that so way. So you rejected right. it. So I walled that up. <laughs> That's interesting. Later, like maybe. the cask of Amontillado. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll ever go that direction but again. you were you <laughs> were, were saying fun,
1: you were like getting really tight in your work and doing <sighs> all this detail yeah. and i think that piece was the chair on top of being really detailed And then <sighs> you were like, Fuck,
0: yeah i jam myself <laughs> i jam myself all the time and it starts to become not fun
1: so maybe that was like the end of something <laughs>
2: <Maybe>. <laughs> or the, the beginning end. of something
0: nope
2: so that was two months old maybe mm-hmm. that painting
0: yeah but look what's on it now look how much better this painting is that that's what I mean. That's this like, one. yeah, it's right. the cute flamingos with the little thingy. Yeah. Which could
2: have started on a blank wood panel, but
0: <laughs> nope. nope. There was something See, wrong I, there was something wrong with the composition of that one. I just it needed something. that the focal points were weird and like I said, I don't give a shit.
2: I can relate I to that. I mean there's things where I wanna put a good product out. If there's something I really don't like, I'll add to it to get it up to my standards or
0: whatever. But then on the
2: other hand, there's pieces where I think it's not my favorite, but I think somebody else will like it. hmm. And in the beginning, that was kind of hard to still hang up on the wall, but I would do it and someone would buy it and they're stoked on it. So sometimes I'm not the best judge of my own work. So it's kind of funky. I'll take that.
3: Sometimes I feel like his work is my sister wife and I'm competing with it and you spend your nights with it and... I have to like battle to get time. How does it affect your relationship?
1: I think Neil probably sacrifices a lot of time that he could spend in the studio to spend dinners with me and like Netflix time, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. You've ditched the <laughs> studio when we were sharing because you had a dinner date. Or.
1: Yeah. You're really good about that. But but I do work nights. So, like, yeah, I work three 12-hour shifts where he can be out there. You know, it works out pretty well. I don't nice. notice his that's absence. That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's, that's, that's when it, I try to yeah fill up the time, the studio time, as much as possible when I'm pushing that hard. And it's only because of prior relationships that were kind of ruined by this obsession to create and be part of a creative business. Oh yeah, I learned that the hard way and it hurt me and a lot of other people so I think that I'm trying to be a lot more proactive in this relationship and try to value my time the most and like which way can I value the time right. that I can spend with her and what can I do and that's the best way to do it is to not be... Stuck in the garage when she's sitting at home, right? Like we can go up, be doing something, or she can help me do something. And I spend
1: time with you in your studio now that it's in. Now that it's at our house, it's so much easier for me to just pop down and like take
2: a book or take my project. I would love that situation.
3: Yeah, especially because you help with the artwork. I don't do anything.
2: She gives (laughs) opinions. You give opinions
0: and input.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't actually physically help you with your work. I don't know why.
0: That's still helped though in a lot of ways. Like yeah. you helped with. I heard that he. She picked all sort the of, colors. Yeah, engage your advice for the mural at Artisan, right? I guess, or yeah,
3: because sometimes I feel like you're not good at picking colors.
0: <laughs> Yikes.
1: <laughs> That's very collaborative.
0: Burn. Yeah. Yeah, well, colors. I think we can all get in a rut as artists, where we get in a rut where we just like love I these love colors. These colors, well, I'm fixated on teal too, forever. Though, and oh yeah, it's
3: like oh, I don't have this color and this color, so I'll just use the, these ones that I do have. And it's like, no, go get some new colors and <laughs> give me a break.
2: I think in the last year we've gone to the hardware store, and I've just told her pick out whatever colors you want me to use for the next four months.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we've tried to do some like seasonal palette things too.
0: Right. That Smart. <laughs> yeah.
3: He hasn't done before. It's
0: going to be forever summer for me, I think. I'm stuck. <laughs> stuck the in endless summer? summer. It's going to be endless summer because it's very similar to where we live where it is, it is relentless. There yeah. is no winter. It's like summer and summer junior. <laughs> which is yeah. Summer and but, summer light. Yeah, summer Sorry. summer light, which is like super hot, but then darker longer. Mm-hmm. That's all we get. That's a, If dark was a season, California would have seasons.
3: Okay, I'm really curious. When people think of you, they think of your persona. And like you were saying, there's almost a character. How do you feel that your public persona differs from who you are at home? And how do you feel about his public persona versus who he is?
0: At home. I want you to answer this. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely know the persona when it's on. I can see it. And I can see when Neil comes in the door after a show and like takes it off. It's like a sigh of relief to not have to politely interact with people. <laughs> And actually, I always call it like a postpartum depression. Like after a big show, like a show that's really important to you, there's this anxiety building up to it. And then you're like on with people and you're talking all night and you're like on your best behavior. And then you come home and you don't want to talk for 48 hours.
0: Yeah, that's true. You kind of have to like
1: stew in it. And so I know it takes a lot from you. So I think the person that you are publicly is still you. It's just like a, it takes more energy. It's an energetic <laughs> version of
0: you. That's true. I'm, I try to be more gregarious. I'm still fiery <laughs> at home, but I'm also fiery about a lot of things I wouldn't talk, I wouldn't be caught dead talking about in public. Like when I had the store, it was kind of the same way. Like I never talk about religion and I never talk about politics right. ever. These are things that are bad for everything. <laughs> They're bad for business. You're going to always have a differing opinion about those things, so yeah. don't ever talk about them. I've, so that's what I've I'm been I'm, doing
2: that for years. Yeah,
0: so yeah. I think I would be fiery or passionate about, and we'll have heated discussions about those things. So I don't know if there's much difference between the, the that that would be it, is that I'm trying to maintain a level of professionalism Mm -hmm. when I'm out there, even if I'm being outspoken about whatever. And there's a lot of things to be outspoken about in this town, about (laughs) mediocrity, about, you know, everything. So, yeah, I think that's the only
2: difference. Yeah, you could have a passionate opinion about something and not talk about politics or religion at all.
0: I mean, if, yeah. you, if you enjoy hated discussions, yeah. there's plenty... I think I'm plenty hated without giving my <laughs> real, my religion or or yeah. uh, politics away whatsoever.
3: That's respectable.
0: Yeah. Thanks. That's good. Good job, Neil. High fives, everybody.
3: If you weren't an artist, what would you be doing?
0: <laughs> T-Mobile Kiosk. Yeah, I would really want... No. I think... What would I be doing?
3: Like, what was plan B?
0: If there was no plan B. I think that's why. That's crazy. Um but there was there a plan a i had no choice i feel like I, at some point like i don't know i always wanted to be a fireman or something but my mom you know coming from divorced parents where that parent is a fire you know my dad was a fireman and there was no way in hell my mom was gonna let me be a fireman i think right. so and that's fine i kind of floated my mom threw me into college like she was like here you're you seem to like this art and you know you took some classes and so you're gonna, you're gonna do this this seems to be something you want to do. So intuitively, my mom kind of threw me into something that I oh, that's cool. felt like I had the most interest in. I don't know what I would have done without it. Yeah. I don't know. I probably would have worked retail. I I may have been just like the dude that I'm talking about that that <laughs> I fantasize about, like regular Neil. <laughs> or just plain old Neil. I don't know. Um,
2: You've done a lot of things, though, because when we first met or when you first moved to San Luis, you published a dude's book for him. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> when i met you it was because you're curating an art show so it's yeah. still art based but yeah. it's like you're bringing people together and trying to help other creatives do things so
0: i've lived a full life uh i have yeah. to say like i've tried and, oh, and a music. lot of things yeah i've done a lot of music stuff i've i've Record worked label. I've worked at a record label. I've had my own record label. I've been in bands. I've been, you know, I've played all over the place and stuff like that. And I think the one thing that about why I didn't have a plan B was why I wanted to just chase what I was passionate about was because my dad worked, like he was working at Honeywell for a while. And that was like back in the seventies. So like when computers first started. And I think he gave that up to be a fireman which was fine because his dad and his dad's dad and it was like a generational thing so he gave it up to be a fireman and my mom pretty much sacrificed everything to be a mother. She worked in an office, you know, she gave up what she needed to do. So for me, the reason why there was no plan B was because I wanted to do what I wanted to do to live for them, to do the things that they either weren't brave enough or sacrificed for. Oh, so right. like I was always going to do this. That's awesome. Yeah. So I do it for them, even if I'm suffering, like I feel, still feel like. So everything I've tried, I've just tried because I've had the guts to try. Yeah. Like, hey, what's? I don't know what it's gonna be like to run a record label, let me do it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, let me be in a band, let me, I don't know, let me publish a book, like what's what's all this stuff about? What's it like? Yeah. Like I worked in the movie studio. That was kind of just fun to work on a different level, like really yeah. see like how people who have a lot of money operate. So it was really kind of fun. I've got, I've got a lot of really weird job experience that way. Yeah, it makes
2: choosing art as the main thing more important because you've dabbled in so many things, you can be more confident in the choice of being a painter.
0: Yeah. I admire what people who have degrees and things do. But like But Having that piece of paper is a big deal. <laughs> I wish I hadn't dropped out of art school or, you know, like I wish I had kind of stayed the course. You're able to do things I would never be able to do. You got a degree in sociology from Indiana and then you went and did the two-year nursing program, got a degree in that. No big Catherine, deal.
2: Catherine's kicking
0: ass. She's a school, ma- <laughs> yeah, she's a school machine.
1: I like sc- Well, yeah, I think I like school.
2: I think you do, too. Coral loves school.
1: I like learning. I do.
2: If you could go to school full-time, you would totally do it.
3: I probably would, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's too bad it's so expensive.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ask really quickly, both of you, what's a book that you wish everyone had to read?
1: I think one of my favorite books I've ever read is a uh, book that Emma Goldman wrote the anarchist lecturer lady and it's just her essays and her speeches that she gave and I think it motivated me to like be the best person I can be and take control of my life and be accountable for my actions and create the life around me that I want to see instead of complaining you know that's awesome yeah
0: yeah now I want to read that yeah sounds good I'll
1: kick it down to you
0: (laughs) all right <clears throat> Tropic of Cancer, probably. Like really? Like Henry Miller's exploration of himself and humanity, I think, really struck a chord with me and I can't really tell why. I think some of it was just a real visceral reaction to being human and what the human condition is like and being hungry and being lustful and being angry and then being happy and, and all these other things. It had so much in it. Like I couldn't believe that somebody had spelunked themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and was able to put it on a page and like there it was that was unabashedly him something i admire i would never be able to do and most people wouldn't yeah and that's probably why i liked it so much
1: you know what's funny about that is that book is so like raw and base and that's like the world that I live in as a nurse, it's just like bodies like falling apart and yeah. our like animal side and then the book that I chose is like really like high-minded and like creating <laughs> what you want. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You don't deal with the blood and guts
0: no. shit. No. You're right. And yeah. I don't
1: really create that much of a scene around me necessarily. Maybe
0: that is very, level. Maybe that's very yin-yang <laughs> of yeah. us again. Yeah. <laughs> I love. it. Awesome.
3: Yeah. Thank you. You
0: complete me. (laughs) (laughs) Tear. Tears.
3: That was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. thanks.
2: No, no, thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Live, Work, Love. If so, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes.
3: If you have a question or suggestion for future episodes, leave a comment on our Instagram page, at Viva Paso.
2: You can support this podcast by visiting our store, Viva Paso, in Paso World Bliss, California, or our online store at vivapaso.com. Thank you!